on our episode of Rise of Entrepreneur, we have an amazing guest, somebody that I know now for seven years, someone who has grown to be a serial entrepreneur, responsible for eight figures in sales, has built multiple companies, has built teams, over 150 people. My friend, Michael Barayev. Michael, appreciate thank you so much it. for Thank you so much here. for having us here, I appreciate it. Absolutely, Michael. Michael, your story, is so energetic, is so inspiring. When I first met you and you told me where you came from, how were you able to climb the ladder of success and how you're able to help people inspired me. And today on this episode, I want you to be able to share a little bit about yourself and how other entrepreneurs who are starting in a business are able to follow your steps and learn to become great as you are. I love it, I appreciate that. So. One of the little bit about my story, I started, you know, my entrepreneurial journey when I was a kid. Everyone starts off their little entrepreneurial journey, yes. selling candies or snow shoveling in the in the neighborhood or whatever. Yep. But you know, my life from zero to nineteen was a very difficult, dark and gloomy nightmare, I would say, for most people, right? Okay. So kind of a little background on my parents. My parents came from Uzbekistan, uh, which was former USSR. They came to this country. Uh, I was seven months old, and my mom and my dad just never can get along. So they had a lot of arguments and a lot of fights because my father was a doctor in another country. Mm. He comes to this country, and now he's not able to pass the exam to be a doctor. So his ego went from being a doctor to now being a security guard, wow. and that really destroyed his ego. And my mom was not as supportive at that time. So my mom and my dad got into so many arguments, so many fights that there was a lot of domestic violence that I grew up in. I'm talking about like physical fights where the cops would come into our house all the time. Like as a child, I grew up hearing 8911, which is the name of our name of our building. That's what the cops called me. Oh, you're the 8911 kid. Oh, wow. So domestic violence was a very prevalent thing in my life. And I got kicked out of eight out of nine schools. Like every school that I would go to, they would just not accept me because I was just energetic and I had a lot of problems behavioral wise. And that really affected me and my emotions and my, my confidence and my self-esteem a lot. So, and you're not the only child, right? I have two, two other brothers. Older or younger? Younger, so they're younger. twins, they're younger than me by okay. five years. And we all grew up in a one bedroom apartment. So I lived my entire life in a living room. So I never had my own room. Like you have a beautiful family, you have yeah, children yeah, and yeah. they have their own room. Like I never yeah, grew up with that. Like yeah. my parents promised me one day I would have a room till this day I'm still waiting for that room, right? <laughs> so to be, I'm still waiting, right? But uh, my parents are awesome. But what I went through as a child, I, I don't think, I don't want any victimization or any pity, but this is just my story. Of course. And hopefully it inspires someone that's watching this video that your story is not gonna determine your future. Your exactly. past is not gonna determine your, your, your success in the future, right? So, but I went through a crazy, crazy childhood and I was kicked out of almost every single school. I ended up in foster care, uh, which was a tra you know, traumatic experience because the oh, government man. said, hey, your mom and your dad are not fit to, to, to be responsible for you. So they took all three of us away and I experienced it at the age of 14, 15 years old. And at 14, 15 years old, being in a foster care system is not as, it's not as crazy as when you're six or seven or eight because the, the, the adult 15, 16 year old kids yeah. are doing a lot of crazy things, exactly. drugs and all kinds of nonsense. Yeah. And guess what they picked on? Me, because yeah. I was the smallest kid. I was really scrawny. I was four nine at the time, wow. four ten, And I didn't grow until I was 16, 17 years old, right? And they just picked on me. I'm talking about beating me up, peeing in my shampoo bottle. I'm talking about waking me up in the morning with flipping my beds over, stealing my clothes and wearing my clothes in front of me. Like it was a very traumatic experience. At that time, do you speak English? Uh, I do speak English. What age did you come here? I came here when I was seven months old. So English oh, wasn't a problem. Okay. English yeah, so I grew up in, 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 okay. in, in New York. Yeah. Gotcha. So English wasn't a problem, but they picked on me for my size and also because I was the only white Jewish kid there. Okay. Right. So everyone there was either Hispanic or African-American. And I'm the, there was only two white Jewish kids. Me and another guy named Daniel. And Daniel was the drug supplier for the whole campus or the whole, you know, cottages. So they didn't bother him because it was, you know, keeping <laughs> That's everyone. A plug. That's he was, a plug. He was the plug. He was keeping everyone happy. <laughs> yeah. But for me, I had nothing to offer them. Yeah. So I was picked on. So I ended up getting my nose and my face broken because one of the kids actually took a brass knuckle, hit me in the face when I was 17. And that's when I actually, you know, sued that, sued that, 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 um, that location. We actually won the, the lawsuit care. because I kept telling, listen, guys, like there's an issue here. I'm getting bothered. Like I'm getting picked on. There's a massive issue. Like you guys are not protecting me. Like it's crazy. Long story short, that was my life from zero to 19. Yep. Crazy. I went hospitalizations, all kinds of nonsense. And I always tell people, you know, being through mental abuse, physical abuse, emotional abuse at home, at, at, at school, or even in the foster care, that mentally put me in a very low place in life. I didn't believe that I was worth to become successful. I didn't really believe that I actually can somehow get out of this damaging relationship that I had in my life. One step back, right? I want to make sure that there's a lot of people that may be going through what you're going through, and there's some people that may never face that. They come from a good family, they're raised in suburbs, they have all the support that they need. What's going through your mind at 17 years old, right? 
knowing that everything you've been through, what type of thoughts, what kind of conversations you're having with yourself? A lot of apathy, a lot of grief, uh, close to suicide at some points. Not that I actually ever committed that or even went through with that, but obviously I'm standing here. But yeah. there was times like, what's the point of me living? Like, what's the point of me living this kind of life? Because everything is just not going my way. And I have absolutely zero control for, or what I thought I had zero control, mm -hmm. right? I had no control over my life because the government is controlling me. My father controlled me till 12, 13 years old before my parents got divorced. So there was massive control in my life. I couldn't do anything I wanted to do. And to I wanted just freedom. I just wanted peace. I just wanted tranquility. And I didn't have that. So, you know, going from school to school, going from, you know, foster care to foster care, hospital to hospital, chaos, 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 chaos. I mean, as a kid, it just messes you up, right? Wow. So I had a lot of anger issues. I was angry at the world. I had a chip on my shoulder. And it wasn't a fun conversation to be inside here. Yes. Very demonic, very scary. Yep. To the point where I felt worthless. I was like, what value can I bring to the world? Like, why am I even here? What's the purpose? And what happened at 19 years old, my whole life just twisted around because I met a guy in a gym. Mm. And mentorship is everything. Mentorship, mentorship is absolutely everything, right? You need to have mentorship in your life because when you have a mentor or a guy or a coach that's going to guide you in the right process, yeah. guide you through the darkness, you need that. And the first mentor was God for me. Wow. And a lot of people miss that. Like, oh, I need a mentor. I need a mentor. Number one, you need to look at who created you. He could be your mentor. It's just that you're fighting him instead of kind of being in unison with him. Now, you mentioned victimization, right? And a lot of people, they say, well, if why would I believe in God? If God's so good, why is he putting me through this? I love it. You had a different perspective. You said, you know, my first mentor was God. Instead of blaming him, you show up to him and you're looking for guidance. Yeah, I mean, can you elaborate on yeah, that? Yeah, so from zero to 19, all I did was, you know, try to get closer to God. At some points, I was even testing God. There was one time, I remember, never forget this, I was in sixth grade. I took a paper clip. Don't ask me why I did this. It was a stupid thing. I took a paper clip and I put it into the, the light switch okay. of, the, of, the, of, the, of the classroom. Yep. All the lights in a whole freaking building just went, Pong, right? Because right? I put a zap into the building. Why I did that, I have no idea. Mm -hmm. It was just like, oh shit, boom. The whole freaking building electricity exploded. I got expelled, of course, right. suspended also, right? Uh, but the reason, like at that day, I, went, I remember I got so scared. I went to the bathroom. I said, "Guy, I said, God, what's next? And then the next thing happened, I get, I get suspended. I'm like, what's next? I get expelled. I'm like, what? So I'm fighting God. And every time I'm saying what's next, it gets worse and worse and worse. Wow. And it was a two-week time frame where I was like, okay, I'm so sorry. I went, remember, I'm like, I'm sorry, God. You're right. I'm sorry. Like, I apologize. This is my fault. You like, felt the power. I felt the power. I was like, okay, there's a real power. <laughs> you cannot fight that. Yeah. And... To me, it was I realized that it's much easier to just lay back and relax and have someone else catch you than trying to fight this world by yourself. It just it's you don't have enough energy to fight the world by yourself. But when you have God behind you, guiding you and mentoring you, just saying, you know what? I just put a lot of faith in you. This doesn't mean you sit on the couch and do nothing, but you put faith, right? Without seeing what's going to happen, believing that there's someone out there that got your back. When you have that kind of faith, it propels you to get up. There's a quote that says, "People believe in people, and people talk." I believe in God because he moves mountains. And this is what I can relate to. You know, you, you said instead of fighting somebody who's so powerful and going against them, I'm going to join them and I'm going to have their support with me. 100%. And that's what I tell a lot of people. Like, look at the first mentor in your life. That's number one. The second mentor that came into my life was a guy who had seven children. Okay? Seven children. Seven children. Now, when you hear someone has seven children, you're like, okay, this is what I'm thinking. How do you feed them? Yes. That's what I'm thinking. Yes. I'm, yes. I'm 17, 18, 19. Um, I'm, I was 19 years old. I met him in the gym. I'm like, damn, this guy has seven children. I'm like, what do you do for work? Right. Right? So he said, basically, you know, he had a business. I'm like, and I'm thinking, I want to get into business, right? Because yep. yep. I went to college, by the way, for like a year and a half. I barely graduated high school, as you guys can imagine. I barely made it to college. And the only reason why I went to college was because they paid me. That was the only reason. They pay because the foster care program yes. said, if you go to college, we'll pay you. I'm like, pay me? Yes. I'll do anything for money. I needed yes. some money. I wanted to get out of my freaking situation. Yes. So as I'm in college, I'm like realizing the professors are teaching me business, all this stuff. I'm like, why am I in arts, art class when I want to learn about marketing or sales or business or entrepreneurship? Like, what is this political science? The last class I had was a political science teacher, mm. and she tried to convince me to vote Democrat. No disrespect to Democrats. God bless your soul, but why are you convincing me where to vote? Exactly. Let me make that choice. Exactly. I was like, this is crazy. I'm like, you know what? I'm wow. out. Wow. And that's when I met my mentor, right, in the gym, and he literally took me under his wing and started to guide me and mentor me because he got me involved in a network marketing business. Mm. And I remember that first meeting I went to, and you probably uh, had some experience that. Absolutely. When you go to that first meeting, and remember, all you hear about in your life is negativity, drama, yes. pain, trauma, yes. you know, tragedy, cops, police, right. the foster care system, the government. And now you see like, you have choice, you have options, you have positivity, you see this kind of complete different world. Right. Like, wow, where was this my entire right. life? Right. right, And that first event, I'll never forget, 
I saw the speaker and everything he said, I was so glued to the speaker. And by the way, my day, the day that I showed up to, the, to that event, I didn't have a suit. Right. I showed up with a shirt that was bigger than two people. <laughs> I literally showed up with white socks and bullshit sneakers. Like Michael Jackson. Like Michael Jackson, <laughs> yeah. And, but I remember that day like it was yesterday. I was sitting there and all I knew is I was tearing inside. I was tearing because I was like, wow, oh. I finally found a place that can relate with me and help me get out of the nightmare that I'm in. Because they were talking about what your dreams are, what your goals are, and the speaker was talking about all these things. I'm like, I don't know what my dreams are. I'm like, what's a dream? Wow. I even nudged my mentor. I'm like, what's a dream? Yeah. What is that? He's like, something that you're looking forward to. I'm like, I'm not looking forward to anything, but I'm trying to run away from my past. Wow. So to me, the nightmare is what fueled me, and that mentor really changed my life. And I was friends with him for many years. He invested a lot of time. It took him five years of investing time, energy, resources for me to even see some positive light in that. Right? Because for the first five years of me being in the business, I didn't make a lot of money. I made less than $30,000 a year. You're 19, you're making less than $30,000 a year until you're 24 years old. Yes. My question to you, prior to getting introduced to network marketing, where did you find the level of awareness to identify, I don't wanna go to school, I don't wanna listen to these teachers, I don't wanna do what everybody else is doing. How did you identify that awareness? Because of the network marketing. If it wasn't for network marketing, because I, I knew when I was in school, I knew it wasn't for me. Mm. I just can't be, I can't sit in a room and be told what to do, right. how to do it, like I need to have the creativeness to like create my own life. And I knew that, okay, if the professor is telling me to do X, Y, and Z, but he lives like, a bomb, no disrespect. Yes. Yep. Why am I going to listen to him? It doesn't right. make any sense. Where do you get your advice from? Right. A lot of people listen to broke people and they wonder why they're broke. Right. I want to listen to rich people because I want to become rich. That right. was my mindset. Exactly. And exactly. Be careful where you take your advice from because you can still get bad advice from rich people. You can still get bad advice from successful people because you're trying to get a device that's not specific to your game plan. And it's, you got to be very careful where you get your information from. For, for our audience, how do you determine who you should take advice from? Do they live the life that you want to live character-wise, not financial-wise? Because a lot of people, they judge their mentors by how many cars they got, mm. how many boats they got, how much money they make. I don't give a crap how much money I make. Right. Follow me, not because of how much money I make, but follow me because of the character that I live by, the values that I believe in, the principles that I live by. Right. That's the most important part. Because if you follow the person that has the right values, principles, and morals, and ethics, and they have the right character like discipline as an example, yes. or ethics or whatever it may be, and you wanna live that kind of lifestyle, watch them in two, three, four, five years. Because from 19 to 24, I had a lot of values and principles, but there was no fruit in the tree. Right. Because I'm still what? Planting seeds and planting seeds right. and planting seeds. I'm like, well, I'm gonna plant and I'm gonna depend on him to grow it. I sow, he grow. That's the mindset. Wow. And at 24 years old, it starts to sprout. What is it, like for me, definition of a character is the things that you do when no one's watching, right? Is the person that you are, consistently not trying to impress no one but who you are and how you live through your identity right what does character mean to you for me character is just like you said who you are when nobody's watching how you live your life what are the choices that you're making you have a choice every single morning to right. sleep or to wake up yep to brush your teeth or not brush your teeth yep. to go shower or not shower yep. those are choices that you make that nobody knows you know that right now those are simple choices because we all brush our teeth hopefully yes. we all go to the shower or whatever but there's other choices in life do i actually show up to the gym and actually give it my all or do i go show up to the gym or do i not show up to the gym do I go read a book today or do I not read a book today? No one's gonna know if I read a book today. No right. one's gonna know if I'm listening to the audio today. No yeah. one's gonna know if I'm gonna actually go out there and pound it all in. Right. You know. Right. And the challenge is that most people want the whole world to know what they're doing. I don't give a crap what the world knows what I'm doing. I need to know that I'm doing it. Right. Because my self-esteem is dependent on me believing in myself. Because the more I can believe in myself, the more confidence I have in myself, the more confidence I can influence with other people. What do you think is the cause of people wanting other people to know that they're doing something? Because they don't have enough belief in themselves. When you don't believe enough in yourself, you want someone to believe in you somehow that you're doing it, you're making it. Because you have that, that, that there's a, something is decaying on the inside. You have not built your success on the right foundation. Interesting. So when you build your success because you want other people to know how successful you are, that is the wrong way to build success. Wow. Because that's a fake way of building success. Building success is about building success for your reasons, right. for your internal reasons, for your family, to support your family, to do something good for other people. It's not about making money. The second you switch your mind from making money to impacting other people, money chases you. But if you're so focused on making that commission, making that sale, you're never gonna get it because it runs away from you. Yeah, so the commission breath stinks. <laughs> it pushes people away. And you know because we build exactly. sales teams. So when you go to the customer, like, I need your customer. I need you. I need you. They don't want you. <laughs> Just like with any girl. You, you, right. You're talking to your wife, as a matter of yeah. fact. Like with my yeah. fiance, yeah. I, didn't, I, didn't, I was talking to her for a month, and I didn't take her off for a whole month. Mm. And she mentioned, like, well, are you going to take me out or what? <laughs> yeah, you, you, I knew you're that different every guy, from everyone else. I, every guy was chasing her. I knew that she's a yeah. pretty girl. I knew yeah. that everyone's chasing her. I needed to have a different strategy. Because if I go, like, oh, my God, you're so amazing. Yeah. She'd be like, oh, you're just like every other schmoey that is yes. in there. 
Yes. Wow. Okay. Now, at 24 years old, right? Five years in network marketing business, you're barely making minimum wage, right? Why didn't you quit? Most people quit. 95% of people, when they start something, they quit. Why didn't you quit? I love it. So while I was building network marketing, I was also working in the streets of the Diamond District, right? Okay. Because network marketing, you cannot go all in 80 yeah. hours a week. You got to spend time with your team. You got to spend time with people that are working. Exactly. So it's more like a part-time hustle, but you got to- A go lot of investment. A lot of investment, right? So I was doing that nights, weekends, everything. I was working seven days a week. So network marketing and as well as working in the Diamond District. Now mm -hmm. the Diamond District, it's a- wild zoo basically mm -hmm. go to 47th street and 5th avenue 6th avenue and, and 47th street in manhattan you will see what kind of zoo it is yeah you're sitting there I, this that was my job i was in the street and they called me a hawk so i would see a customer with a bag and i'm like okay she's selling her diamonds today she's selling a watch he's buying an engagement ring and i would bring them to the stores mm. and i would get a certain type of commission yes, yes right yes and being in that block i learned about wow these people have no integrity <laughs> like they'll tell you oh yeah i'll give you 100 bucks and then they're like okay where's 100 bucks what are you talking about right in front wow. of your face i never said that Get out of here. Here's 20 bucks. Get out of here. I'm like, and what type of people were you doing business with? I mean, I was trying to do business with the right people, but I ended right. up me meeting all these crook crooks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I realized, okay, this guy, I never bring him a customer. I got into so many fist fights because I was like, yo, you promised me a certain commission. Where's my money? Oh, I didn't make a lot of money on that. I'm like, bro, I just watched you make $10,000. Talk I know. about character. No, no character. No integrity. <laughs> it was no values. Wow. They would, I would literally watch them screw their own cousin in front of me. I'm like, if they're screwing their cousin, they're definitely screwing me. Like, think about it. 100%. They're lying to their cousin, lying to their uncle in front of me. I'm like, damn, they must be fucking killing me. Yes. Talk my language, right? Yes, yeah. So I just realized that wasn't the place I wanted to be, but I had no other trucks. I had no other, nobody wanted to hire me. Foot Locker, Burger Kingdom, nobody hired me. Wow. I was like, damn, am I Why am do you I, think that is? I you, think, you have such great energy. You're now, so outspoken. At that time, you I had high energy, uh -huh. but I just, it wasn't tamed. Hmm. And I think I didn't get hired because of my negative mindset. I think I didn't get hired because. I had this uh, too much energy on the outside. People were like, wait, who the hell is this guy? Mm. And I just, nobody gave me a shot. Do you think they were intimidated by you or they did not like the fact that you were so out there that you may scare the clients away? It's a great question. I still, to this day, I have no idea. All I remember is I got my first, every single job that I ever got was because I forced my way in there. Wow. So when I got, when I started working in the, in the diamond district, I, there's nobody to hire. Like, hey, Mr. Business Owner, I'll bring you customers. Will you give me a commission, 50-50 or whatever? Bring me a customer. They thought I was in the, you know, not yeah. gonna bring it, I brought my customer. Yeah, yeah, so that's yeah. how I started my career there. And then I realized who's the crooks, who's not the crooks. Mm. When I started working at 19 years old, 20 years old, in the um, the teeth whitening, that was like a mall and the locations like grabbing people, I literally told the guy, hey, you guys hiring? He's like, no, 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 we're not hiring. I said, listen, if I bring you three customers right now, are you gonna hire me? He's like, go give me three customers. So within 25 minutes, I got him three customers. Wow. And then he set up an interview like that. So I kind of had to force my way into places because all I knew was how to work. All I knew was how to just do things. I didn't have any education, any knowledge, any crazy skill set. I just, just, I just created action. Seems like you're motivated by results, right? You said when you went to school, you didn't want to listen to a professor because they didn't live the life that you wanted to live. Also, the way you represent yourself and the way you get through the doors is through results. How important is for somebody not only to do the right thing, but to make sure they deliver results? I love it. So a lot of people, they think about the actions they take. So the actions that you take are very important. Mm -hmm. I like to take massive action. We know from Grant Cardone, massive right. action is everything. But yeah. a lot of people make this mistake. They make massive action for a day. Massive action for two days. Mm. Massive action for two weeks. Not many people can do massive action for six months straight, a year straight, two years straight, three years straight, consistently. Like I've been going to the gym since I was 17 years old. Never missed a day to go to the gym. Wow. Meaning, I took the days of rest, of course. Of course. But you wouldn't see me for two weeks relaxing in a, in, in a beach. For No, I'm going to the gym three, four, five times a week. I go to the gym for the past, what was it, 13 years? So how do you do that? It's because I made a decision at 17 years old. I will not stop going to the gym because I like to take care of my health. I'm going to focus on taking care of me and my body and my mind. So I, I've been going to the gym since I was 17 years old, consistently, mm -hmm. not missing days, going to the gym for the past 13 plus years, if you think right. about it. Right. How was I able to do that? Because I made a decision. Right. 17 years old. I am not going to stop the gym. I'm going to go to the gym for as long until the day I die. Unless I lose my feet and hands, I'm going to the gym to take care of my mind, to take care of my body, to take care of my soul. That's a me versus me time. Wow. And so a lot of people are persistent until they get it, right? They, once they get it, they're like, okay, I'm good, right? And you see that in a relationship. You see that in a business. You see that in a job. They go in. They apply. They go to three interviews. They get the job. That's and it. then two months later, they don't appreciate the job, right? Mm -hmm. So... How, what advice would you give to somebody that does not know how to be consistent? I love it. So the consistency is not to get the result. 
That's the problem. Because if I said I'm going to go to the gym to lose 10 pounds, then I will lose 10 pounds and that's it. I'm done. Right. I made a commitment to go to the gym for the rest of my life. Now, I don't make commitments like, I want to go for the gym for the rest of my life. I said, every single week, I'm going to the gym. Hmm. Like I told my wife the other day, my fiance. Yeah. I said, babe, I can't see being with you for the day I die. I don't know. It's scary to think about that. Today, I'm committed to you. Tomorrow when I wake up, I'm committed to you. The next day when I wake up, I'm committed day by day, week by week, and it adds up. And I'm not doing it to get a specific result. I'm doing it for the actual consistency part. So when you tie your actions to the actual consistency, to the character, to be disciplined, mm. it's so much easier because you're just gonna get results after results after results after results by default. I'm not chasing the result. I'm chasing the consistency with myself. Every day is a new day to win, me versus me. And right. when you have that kind of mindset, it's much easier to be consistent versus trying to chase the result. So some people might say, well, if I'm not chasing the result, so what is the motivation of me being consistent? Great. What is the purpose of me being consistent? And, and I love that. But for me, to be consistent for a very long time, right? when it comes to content, when it comes yeah. to anything, if you're doing it for the result, the second you get the result, you stop. So if you do it just for the result, when you get the result, you're done. Like for example, let's say your goal is to make a million bucks. Yep. You will make your million bucks if you go out there and do what you need to do. Right. What happens then? Most people, they go like this. Exactly. But, if, but why don't certain people stop? Hmm. Not because they're not satisfied, it's because they're not doing it for the money. Right. They're doing it for the actual discipline. They're right. doing it for the actual behavior that they're trying to attach to their body. Like I want to be considered the most consistent person on the planet, right. the most disciplined person on the planet. That to me drives me way more than getting a freaking yacht. Right. Or a million bucks. Right. You and I both built very successful companies, seven, eight figures, right? Have massive teams. A lot of people come to me and they say, why do you wake up in the morning? Why do you show up to the office? Why do you get on the calls? Why do you even pick up the phone and close deals in front of me? Right? It's because I want to lead by example. How important it is for you to lead by example? Amazing question. It's not about me and it's not about you. That's why we keep doing it. Because if it was about us, we would have been a long time ago. Me and you want to yacht together for yeah. like two months straight. Exactly. Right? So it was never about, in the beginning, the first five years, 19 to 24, guess who it was about? Me. Yeah. Guess how much money I made? Very little. Yeah. Why? Because it was about me. Yeah. The second you change your mindset, you make it about someone else, I promise you, you will do more for somebody else than you would ever do for yourself. Exactly. Because you're inspired to help another human being. We are designed by God to serve other people. God that. wants us to be connected with other people. Yeah. That's why we, we, we fiend to be with a woman. We fiend to be with a partner. We fiend to have children because why? You want to be connected to other people. Yes. What's the purpose of having all this money and being by yourself? Like yes. There's no juice in that. Yes. So inspiring other people is the reason reason why I even got started in this business and why wow. I'm still doing it because it's not about the money. The money takes care of all the problems, electricity, the food, the cars. Like yeah. I don't, when I buy food, I don't look at, it's it $12 or $14. Right. When yeah. I was 23 years old, I was like, damn, $12 for the sandwich. Yeah. I can't afford that. Right. <laughs> yeah. But when you have a different mentality, like yeah. when money's taken care of, now it's not about you. Cause what's the next thing? Exactly. The result is not the money. The result is what? How do I change someone else's life and get them closer to their, their dreams and their goals? Right. And how can I be the right example by being the most consistent person, the most disciplined person, the best leader I could possibly be? And I will make mistakes. It's okay. I'm human. Yes. But my yes. goal is to make your life better. And when you change your mindset, money starts to 10x in your life wow. by default. I have a saying, and that saying is, if you're not making someone else's life better, you're wasting your own. You know, because Ooh, I love that. Yeah. At, at the end of the day, right? You're going to have the money. You're going to have the nice body. You're going to have everything that you desire. But can you go teach someone else to do it? That's the true challenge of life, in my opinion. I have a very similar story to yours. I've been in network market for a very long time, right? And my first five years, I didn't make any money. I was there for wow. One so week. we had the same story. Yeah, same I story. love it. And first five years, I was there for education. I was there for support. I was there because I was lonely, because I was unmotivated, because I was negative, and I wanted to be part of the right circle. When That's I amazing. went to a mastermind with the founder of that company, and he told me, service to me leads to greatness, and unless you're gonna go out there and service those people, your customers, your reps, your team, you're not gonna make it. My whole perspective changed. I shifted my entire mind. On a sixth year, I make six figures wow. profit, wow. okay, in network marketing. Which and is not I an easy went, task it, to do. It's not an easy task to do. And the only thing I changed was my intention. Yes. It wasn't about me. It was about them. But you know what also you, what you did for the first five years that happened to me as well? You were planting seeds, bro. Yeah. Sometimes a bamboo tree doesn't grow the first year. Yes. If you know anything about bamboo yeah. trees, yeah. five years ain't shit. It's, yeah. it's still growing its roots underneath. 100%. After five years, it's growing three feet a day. Yeah. Just make sure you're not sitting on it, right? Exactly, exactly. So like, think about that. <laughs> like five years of just planting seeds, planting seeds, planting seeds, all of a sudden you see the trees grow. It's because you've been planting for all those years. 
But people nowadays want to plant today and tomorrow morning. Oh, where's my tree? Oh, right. It's a scam. It's not going right. to work. Oh, God doesn't love me. No, no, no. You haven't put enough time into, into watering it. Let the sunlight. Let it take its process. Right. There's a process to growth. And wow. some people want to skip that process. So for those five, five years till 24, I'm growing as an individual. I'm yes. growing as a person. My self-esteem is going up. My confidence is going up. My education is going up. I'm becoming a different human being. I'm like, wow, I can do something. Wow, I can actually inspire other yes. people. I was building teams, losing teams, building teams, losing teams. I'm like, why am I losing them? It's because of me. I need to become a Story better leader. Of my life. Yes. And yes. and all of a sudden at 24 years old, some one of my friends, Mohammed, is like, yo, 23, 24 is like, uh, AT&T is hiring. You should go work for AT&T. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm good. I'm focused on my network marketing and I'm focused on my, you know, my diamond district, right? Because right. I was making a couple of dollars there. And I was like, you know, he's like, just show up to the interview. You don't know what's going to happen. Like, you know what? Fine. It's the first time I get offered an interview in my life. I'm like, you know what? I'll take it. <laughs> I show up to the interview with sweatpants and a t-shirt. Like I'm going to the gym because wow. I had no idea what an interview was, right? right? right. The guy, the manager's like, what are you wearing? I'm, like, I'm going to the gym after this. <laughs> Long story short, he hired me. Wow. And they gave me a shot, did it for seven months, made a couple of dollars. It was a small company that was marketed through AT&T. Yep, yep. They went out of business. I'm like, okay, whatever. A year later, right at 24 years old, a friend of mine in my network marketing business was making $50,000 a year with Time Warner Cable, which is Spectrum now, right? right, right? And I was like, this guy's making 50 grand. And by the way, he was lazy. Right. I was like, if this lazy guy's making 50 grand, I want to make 100 grand. Like, I, want, I want to do it. If he's making 50, my boy Michael Barrett is gonna make a hundred grand. Wow! So I started working for. I begged him to get me to in, into the into the job. I got the job, and that first year, twenty four, I made almost a hundred grand. I made like eighty, ninety thousand bucks. And that one day, I never forget, September two thousand and fifteen, right? September 9, thousand and fifteen. They said you're fired. Wow! I was like, really? For what? Just. It was a bunch of things. There were downsides. They were changing a lot of things. They said we weren't doing ethical stuff. Like some wow. of the sales guys, the manager, I don't know, some bullshit. All I know is that the next day I had an interview for Verizon Files and that's where my life changed. Wow. It was door to door sales. It was commission only. The guy that was working with me said, listen, I don't want that interview because it's straight commission. You'll do great at it. I'm like, what is it? It's like door to door sales. I'm like, what is that? I don't know. So I literally went to that interview, got the job. And in those 11 months, I made 139,000 bucks. Wow. And I was 25 years old. And I was like, wow, this is the first time I made a hundred grand like you did in your first fifth yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, wow. Now I can, how do, what if I actually duplicate myself and put that effort into other people and make a little, because I learned about Ray Kroc. Ray Kroc had a bunch of yes, franchises, McDonald's. Yeah. McDonald's. He's like, I'd rather have 1% yeah. of a hundred locations than have a hundred percent of one location. Exactly. I'm like, well, what if I can build a team like I did in network marketing mm -hmm. and make 1% or a small percentage of each sales rep and help them make a lot of money. Yes. And that's where the idea came in. That's when we started the company in 2016. If we're connecting dots backwards, right? And as we're looking backwards, it seems like everything that you went through in your life prepared you for that moment, right? Foster care, dealing with emotions, dealing with people, being able to be put through pressure, going into network marketing, being screwed in diamond. Uh, what is it, diamond? Diamond district. Diamond district, right? And finally, you get a chance, right? Yep. And you break through. What I want our audience to know is that the day that you plant the seed is not the day that you eat the fruit, right? All this time, you were planting seeds, like you said. 100%. And then the, finally, the fruit became the fruition, and you start to enjoy it, right? What happens when you go and you make, you go from a guy who can't make minimum wage to making $140,000? What changes within Michael Barive? What ended up happening at that moment? Ego kicked in because mm. remember when you're so you have so low low self-esteem all yeah. of a sudden you make this you start thinking of yourself like wow now it's me yes you start forgetting where this true source is coming from right it's not from you you gotta be careful right <laughs> yeah. so what ended up happening was that you know 2017 2018 2019 as i'm making more and more money i went 250 then 400 then i made a 1.8 million right in profit and all of a sudden like you start your, your head gets bigger and you start realizing, holy shit, like the, my ego is affecting me. It's because I had an unhealthy ego as a child, right? Mm. It's getting affected from all these different situations. So I had to learn how to work on my ego, work on my anger and work on my ego. And then 2020 happens, <laughs> smack in the face, wake up call, right? I'm like, oh shit. Pandemic. Pandemic put a lot of people out of business. And yes. it, it literally put me from all the way on the mountaintop to all the way in the valley. Wow. Because I could, I was in New York. I was in, a, in, in literally in New York, New Jersey. And that's when I started to think, what can I change? What did I do differently? 
Maybe I was lucky. Maybe it wasn't me. Maybe I somehow I got lucky to make all this money. Maybe I was not even a good leader. Like I started questioning myself. Self-sabotage. Self-sabotage for a little bit, for a couple of days, a couple of weeks. Then I was like, you know what? I need to do this again. I need to like prove to myself. And remember, me versus me. Yeah. I need to prove to myself that it wasn't a mistake. I need to prove to myself that God did believe in me. I need to prove myself that it wasn't by accident or the stars were aligned for me. And that's what we did the second time around with Solar. Have you ever seen Rocky? Yeah. My favorite, I mean, I've seen all the Rockies, but one of my favorite Rockies is Rocky Three, mm. right? And in the Rocky Three, if you guys watch the movie, Mickey tells Rocky, "There's you don't stand a chance against Mr. T, right? I was giving you easy opponents. I was setting you up. And here Rocky goes into this mindset like, you're telling me that you were you were feeding me easy opponents, and he started to question his own greatness. Yes. Started to question, am I really that good? Yes. Am I really that great? And he had to go and face the biggest challenge that he ever had. So here you are, right? Pandemic comes in, knocks you out. You're on the ground. You have a choice to stay down or get back up. Yep. What does Michael Barive choose to do? I got up, man. And, <laughs> and, it, and it was crazy because my friend at the time was staying in my apartment, yep. right? Because we both, me and my friend got an apartment down here in Miami because we thought of this as a temporary location, kind of like what you're looking to yes. do. So yeah. I got a, a nice apartment. Me and him are staying there, right? And he was with me because the pandemic didn't let us go back to New York, right? Those flights are shut off, all that crazy stuff. And he literally told me, like, Michael, I have never seen someone that is so consumed about getting back into the game like you. Because I just wanted to get back in. So I'm sitting at home pacing back and forth like I can't wait for shit to open up. I will not let this situation destroy me. Because I knew time is what kills you. Yes. When you're sitting there doing nothing, spitting on the ceiling, that's what kills you. Wow. you got to create massive action. And we opened up a call center. It didn't work out the way I wanted it to. All of a sudden, somebody tells me about solar. Before you go into solar, right? People say time heals everything. You said time, time kills everything. Time kills everything. Okay, so talk about that because that's <laughs> we have such a general opinion of, hey, you, have, you got your heart broken? Give it a time, it will heal it, right? Oh, you lost a job? Give it a time, you'll find another one, right? Some people say time heals everything. Michael Bariah says time kills everything. Can you explain that? I love that. So my job is to shorten the time for me to think. Sometimes when you think too much, you start thinking about things that don't exist. Your mind is a powerful tool. It can create ideas. It can create thoughts. It makes you think about things that are not even 100% going to either ever happen or they're real. Mm -hmm. So when you start sitting there and thinking and pondering, what did I do right? What did I do wrong? There's nothing wrong with that. There's a time and place to do that. But when you think too much, too much time is going to kill the deal because people start creating doubt. I'll give you an example. You sign up a customer today. Yes. They don't get their product or their service. Does time kill the deal or does it actually solidify the deal? Kill the deal. Kills the deal because the, yeah. the second they sign the dotted lines, you want to give them at least a call, a thank you, a business card, something that's going to give them value so they can understand they got taken care of because there was an exchange of value. And to piggyback of that, I think that's why people don't go and buy things from Alibaba. They buy from Amazon because of the time, time. They, they get their product delivered, right? Correct. Because they want to have tangible access to it. Correct. Wow. And in business and in sales and in with your mind, the more time you give yourself and stuff, the more you become weaker to make assassin kills. You need to make, in business, there's people trying to kill you, put you out of business. Yeah. You got to be sharper. You got to be faster. That's why I don't smoke. That's why I don't do drugs. That's why I don't drink. I never did weed, none of that crap. Right. Why? Because I'm like, that, that shit makes me slower. Exactly. If it slows me down, I ain't touching that shit. Let's go. Yeah. So my mind is like, okay, how do I speed things up? Not in a reckless way. Yeah. In a, in a strategic way where I'm speeding up, slow down to speed up the right way. And that's why I believe time kills because if you if I would have sat there and thought about all these things I need to do instead of creating action, I would have been still in the same position. Wow. I still got friends that are still stuck from the they're still talking about the pandemic. Wow. I'm like, dude, that was three years ago, bro. Right. What right, did you do? Right, right. Wow. So if you don't think business is war, you're getting killed. And how do you prepare for war every single day? Great question. I feel like business is like this this river. Mm -hmm. Right. This is how I look at it. And I read a book by uh, Simon Sinek who changed my life about yeah. the infinite game. Crazy yes. book. Yeah. And my life was always like business is like this end game, like, like a basketball game, like a football game. Yeah. There's a first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. And what I realized reading that book by Simon Sinek is that business is a continuous thing. Whether I'm alive, whether I'm dead, whether I'm in the game, whether I'm out the game, the business world is always going to be continuing to push and push and push and push and push. Wow. And it's like a river and I have a choice. I can jump into the river do what I need to do, fight, battle, get crushed and get out of the river, or I can stay in the river and die. I have a choice. So when 2020 happened, I got kicked out of the game temporarily. Mm. 
It wasn't a long-term thing. I wasn't like I was an idiot. No, I got smacked up by a black swan. That just never happens. Wow. And I just needed to put my armor back on, yeah. sharpen my tools a little bit, and go back into war. Right. And that's what got me good in my mind to go out there and start killing it again because I was like, okay, business is a long-term thing. I can choose to be out of business for a couple of years, refine my clothes, sharpen up, and go back in there with the knowledge that I have now and go kill it and do yeah. it faster and sharper. Or I can sit here and cry about what happened in 2020. Exactly. Now, for someone like you, right, who kissed the ground, right? And you were laying there. I was making love to it. Right, exactly. <laughs> people, I know people a lot that get knocked down, right? And they stay there. Like they can't find the courage, they can't find the motivation to be able to get back up. How does someone say to themselves, okay, I can't continue to say I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna get back up and still wake up in the morning and stay on that floor, still making love to that floor. I'm not a pig. Pigs wallow in their misery. I don't. I get punched. I get knocked down. I have situations that happen in business. You probably have situations yep. that punch you in the face. But I'm like, I don't say, why me? I say, try me. That's my mindset. Mm. Try me. Let's go. Give me some shit to fight for. Like, right. give me some. That's what makes the business game so exciting. If everything just went so amazing, the, the, the reward wouldn't be good enough. Exactly. But every single dollar that I made, every single thing that I've acquired, skill set, mindset, all those things are so worth it to me that I can pass down to my friends, my family, my children later on. Why? Because I've learned so much from it. It's an experience you cannot steal from me. Foster care is not a bad, like I said, don't feel bad for like I told you at the beginning. Don't victimize because that was the most amazing time of my life looking back at it. It fucking made me who I am today. Wow. I can go through anything in life. I'm like, okay. Like I see people crying about losing $5. I'm like, right, really? Right. They got into an accident. Oh my God. Like people go through shit and they, they don't understand. Like I've been through a lot of crazy shit and made me stronger. Mm. I look at problems. I'm like, okay, it's a problem. It's wow. an amazing thing to solve. I have a different mentality about the problems that I have in my life. And when you have a different mentality on the problem, on the situation, you look at it as, wow, this is just a nut I need to crack. Wow. And it's so much easier to go through life knowing that there's challenges and there's problems. And how you solve those problems is what makes you a great leader or not. How did Michael Boraev become Michael Boraev? Was it through environment or was it through self-education? It was, it was everything. Like ever since 19 years old, I made a commitment. I will never stop growing myself. Hmm. Never. And when I say never, people say, oh, I'm growing. Right. Let me ask you a question. How many books did you read this year? Right. How many videos did you watch this week? Right. How many events did you go to? I go to four or five events a year, minimum wow. for the past 10 years plus. Four or five events. I don't care how much a ticket costs. Ten thousand or ten dollars. Like I got an event today. It's fifty bucks. Mm. I got some events that are ten thousand dollars. Right. So it's not about the money. It's about the event. I want to surround myself and have proximity. Like one of my mentors recently just told me, Michael, your proximity needs to change because my goal is to get to hundred million plus plus plus. I want to sell my company eventually. Maybe maybe one day. Right. Right. I need to be around people that sold their company for hundred million. Right. I need to be around people that actually got themselves to that particular situation. So not that I'm gonna extract some kind of detail or secret. No, proximity is everything. How they solve their problems, how they think about the problems that they have, how they make decisions, because the speed of their decisions, why they say certain things, why they didn't say that, I need to understand that. Yeah. I won't do that through a freaking book. I need, I need that proximity. So the association is key, the books are key, the YouTube videos are key, the courses are key, but are you investing in yourself? Are you, and I'm not saying you need to spend a lot of money. There's free YouTube out there. First, right. start out with the free YouTube. Yeah, yeah. You know, but there's a lot of people you can learn from, and I'm constantly growing on a daily basis because I made a commitment at 19. I will never stop growing on a daily basis. So every day, I go through at least one or two hours of information every single day. Amazing. Every day. Amazing. And it doesn't. That's that's the decision that I made. The consistency decision. Right. I'm not right. doing it to become smarter. I'm doing it because that's a lifelong goal. Till the day I die, that's gonna be my life. Interesting, Michael. When you say you gotta invest in yourself, and people say, "Well, I don't have time. I'm a single mom. I got two kids." You know, I am fully committed to my job. I work 60 hours. I don't have the time. Do you think that's an excuse or do you think they have true reasoning on saying why they cannot invest in themselves? Everyone has 24 hours a day. We always hear that. The question is, what are you doing with those choices? Right. Every choice has a decision. Every, every choice has a decision. And there's consequences. Right. Right. So if I go to the gym for four or five times a week, eventually something's going to happen. I'm either going to gain weight or I'm going to lose weight. Hmm. There's no stagnation in life. You're either growing or you're dying, right? right? You cannot stay the same. That's not how our world works. Right. So every decision you make is going to get you closer or farther away from your dreams and your goals. Right. So how I make decisions, if this decision does not get me closer to my goals and my dreams, I will not do that. For example, this is getting me closer to my dreams and my goals. Yes. It's helping inspire some people. That's one of my yes. dreams. One of my goals is getting to get a better, better relationship with my friend, yes. my future business partner somehow, yes. someway, right? That to me is very important. So I will do that decision. Absolutely. Hey, Mike, let's go smoke a doobie. Uh, that's getting me farther from my dreams and my goals. No, thank you. Exactly. So it's easy to say yes. It's easy to say no. Right. So when someone says, I don't have time. Well, my question is, what do you have time for? Do you have time to go waste your day? Yep. You have time to go complain and use your children as an excuse? Yeah. 
I don't have time for that. I have time for my dreams and my goals. So what can I do today that's going to put me closer, a step closer towards those dreams? Everybody has time. They're just finger fucking get on TikTok. Wow. They're finger fucking, sorry for my language, but they're doing Instagram all day. Exactly. Look exactly. at your phone. There's a screen time share that shows you how many, how many hours you're spending on texting your cousin. Right. My right. cousin texted me this morning. It's not important. Right. I love you, but right. I'll talk to you later tonight. Exactly. There's th that you got to make those decisions and it's not easy because your priorities, when your priorities change, your decisions change. I love it. So what do they want to accomplish? What do you want to accomplish? If you're a single mom, you can use it as an excuse or as a reason. Cause my mom, you know, she finished college having three kids studying in the bathroom. My father was going crazy and breaking shit in the house. So to see like my mom didn't create excuses and listen, she did the best she could. God bless her. And God bless my dad. But when I see people don't make excuses like my mom, you have the same choice. Wow. And everyone has a tough life, believe me. But you have to make a choice. When your priority changes, your decisions changes. That's amazing. You talked about proximity. You talked about how getting close to the people that you want to you know, have the same results. To right? emulate them, yeah. Right? What about you? How open are you to letting other people come close to Great you? Great question. And you giving them your time. And that's the challenge because the more successful you become, you realize that they don't want to hang out with people that are not going to add some kind of value to them. Right. Not because they're a bad person, but because when you have 50 people trying to me mess with your time, you have goals, you have things you want to accomplish. So unless you're bringing some kind of value to that individual, you're not going to get their time. Okay. So if I am, let's say, Joe from the street. Joey Schmoey. Yeah, Joey Schmoey. And I love Michael Barayev. I follow your content. I follow your page. I want to learn from you, right? And I come to you, I knock on your office, and I say, hey, Michael, give me your time, right? What do I need to do? What do I need to show for you to give me my, your time? I love that question. And not that I'm this big ego, egotistical guy, but you got to understand, even if I wanted to go to my mentor, whoever, mm -hmm. I need to think of it this way. What can I do for them before they can do something for me? Everybody wants to get something. And what I yes. learned is that you want to give. Like, how much value can you give to become so valuable that the person has no choice but to give you value back? Right. But, Michael, I don't have any value to give. That's why I want to sit down with you. That's why I meet with you so that way I can become valuable and then I'll give. I love that. That's why there's free content on YouTube, free content on Instagram, free content on TikTok. Get your skills set up. Get your mindset up so you can actually add some value because you're not going to get anything unless you start adding value to people. So you're very selective with whom you give your time to. And if, listen, I, I, I had people that message me, hey, Michael, can I get your time? No problem. Come work with me. Right. You want to have my time? Come work with me. I invest my time with the people that are working with me because it's that win-win relationship. Okay. But if you're the only person winning and I'm losing, how does that even make sense? What about your employees, the people that work for you, right? How do they get your time? Because you have a large company. You have right now two locations, 60 people, you know, selling solar. How does, you know, a brand new salesperson who's inspired by Michael Barayev gets your Great time? Great question. So because I'm investing my time at the top leaders of the company, because I don't have... 50 hours in a day, right? Mm -hmm. I have certain selective time. Yeah. So I'm investing my time into certain leaders of the company. Because as a CEO, yeah. your main, one of the main objectives is to do leadership development in your company. Yes. So I'm spending the time, let's say, with one guy who has a team of five people. Go learn the skill set and say, hey, pick me, pick me, pick me. I'll give you an example. When I was in network marketing business, I was nobody. I'm, mm -hmm. I was, I'm still a nobody. But at that time, I was, there was this mentor who was making millions and millions yeah. and millions of dollars a year. And I said, I want to be mentored by him one day. Right. Right. Because that's what everyone wants. I want mentorship right. with them. So I created a mess in my business, meaning I sponsored people. I sold products. I did whatever I could to make a mess and make noise. So he can say, who's this guy? Who's right. this guy, Michael right. Mariah? Right. And eventually what ended up happening, he started to mentor me. So I had like 15 people in between me and my mentor. Right. And he was a multi, multi, multi man. I still is. So how did he choose me? Because I made noise. Right. I added value. Right. I did something. So a lot of people want to get something before they give. Yep. You have to give first. I say this all the time. If you create the right attention, you will create the right alignment with the right person. 100%. Right? Because if you're making, if you're speaking certain language, right? And uh, someone out there knows that language, but no one else knows it. And you're saying something in Russian, in Spanish. Exactly. They'll hear it. And they'll be attracted to that noise. So create the right attention and you will be aligned with the right people. Thousand percent. Okay. Thousand percent. And the mentor that you need in your life will pop up when you are ready. Mm. I was not ready at 18. 19, I was ready. Wow. Like I was just, I was so primed. I was so ready. I needed that. If it wasn't for him, I don't know where I would be today. Have you ever been in a situation where you grow a company, you build the business, and there were people in your business that were there with you from day one? and you have a, an amazing relationship with them. You're like brothers and sisters, right? And they're just not ready for that position. They're just not ready to take the responsibility to the next level. How do you separate emotion of saying, you know what, I feel bad for that person. I feel bad of not giving the opportunity to 
hey, if I give you that opportunity, you will screw this company over? Great question. So I always learn, and you probably learn the same way. I have, I always put my, I don't invest all my time into one person. Mm -hmm. I invest my time into multiple, multiple yes. people for yes. many reasons. Number one, because I want to create success outside of the person that I'm leading. Yep. So they realize that they're not successful. I don't want them to think that I'm successful because of them. Yes. I'm successful without you so I can help you grow. And if you don't want to listen to me, that's fine. Mm. Right? It's a leverage thing in, in, yeah. in a leadership. But I also want to make sure that I don't, I have so many places to work in my business. I have so many people to lead yeah. that if you want my time, you got to earn it. Just like I have to earn your, like just because I'm talking doesn't mean you're going to listen. Right. Like you can shut this YouTube off and that's it. Right. I have to earn your time. I have to earn your respect. I got to give you some value. 100%. So it's a win-win it's a situation with a mentor and a mentee relationship, right? So my mindset is very simple. I want to help you get to the next level, but some people have a cap mm. and I don't push them to go where they need. I made this mistake before. I would try to push them to go to the next step when they were not ready for it. So I'm going to find other people that are ready for it. And, they, and as long as they know I'm doing it with love, with care, with empathy, they're going to understand that I'm there for them. And, or sometimes I say, you know what? Here, go try it. And I let them choke themselves a little bit. Then they come running back saying, you know what, Michael, you were right. I didn't, have, I, I didn't know what I was doing here. What if their ego does not allow them to say, you know what, Michael, I, I'm not ready. They keep dropping the ball, right? You keep giving them a chance and they keep letting you down, right? How do you handle that situation? Because I deal with a lot of people that come to me with this advice and I have a different perspective. And my perspective is that if you love them, if you trust them, then you're gonna to have to continue to work with them and continue to develop them, right? It doesn't mean it's the right advice, right? That's why I wanna be able to pick your brain and see how you work with people. So when I promote people, I learned this a long time ago. I don't promote them because I promoted them. They have to promote themselves. So mm. there's certain criteria they have to hit that has nothing to do with me. If you do those criteria, you will get promoted. So for example, let's say a person is a salesperson, now they wanna be a trainer. Right. In order for you to be a trainer, you need to have existing sales that you're doing on a consistent basis to right. show that you're actually a trainer. Right. So it's not like I'm choosing you to be a trainer. Your skill set and your mindset will get you promoted to that mm. position. So I didn't promote you, you promoted yourself. Right. So in my company, I always tell everyone this way. It's a self-promotion game. I don't promote you. Right. Managers don't promote you. You promote yourself. Do what needs to get done with the skill set and the mindset. Obtain it. Show value. And you automatically promote yourself. I don't have to call you and say, hey, you're promoted. You just promoted yourself. Right. Because what you're chasing is the skill set. Mm -hmm. So once you have the skill set and you have the mindset, you'll get it done. Now, if you have a big ego and you're not getting the result, then maybe you need to listen to your mentor a little bit. What is the definition of ego for you? Ego. And do you think ego is bad? I think ego, I have an unhealthy ego and I'm, and I'm aware of that. Mm. And I'm working on my ego. Those are the two things I'm working on, my anger and my ego, mm -hmm. right? Because I know that my life has made my ego become a defense mechanism okay. to protect my inner self from getting hurt from the outside. Okay. So your ego is a, it's like a boxing guy. It's like a security guard to your brain, it's right. a security guard to your internal self. So I understand that my ego is going to do whatever it can to protect the inside. And sometimes it's doing things that I don't even see it because it's a blind spot because it's doing things that's affecting other people. So when I was building my teams, I didn't understand why are people are quitting. Why are people not with me for a long time? Like, what was I doing? My ego affected them by, mm. by accident because I wanted to get this goal so bad that by accident, I would step on their toes to get to the goal. Wow. And I would be unempathetic to them or if that's even a word. Yeah. So I had to learn to have a little bit more empathy and have more little bit of understanding to slow down in my own head and say, okay, what am I doing right now? Is it affecting people in a negative way, in a positive way? Am I doing it for the right reasons? Why am I doing this? Like, what is the truth? Am I being selfish? And understanding your ego a little bit better. Right. Because at the end of the day, you could be a multi-billionaire. But if you don't have the right friendships, the right relationships, yeah. and all the things that need to happen with the right ego, it's not going to be It's not gonna be fun. You're going to be a lonely, miserable person with all this money. Right. So for me, I had to watch, and I'm still watching, I'm still learning, I'm still growing in that area to become a better mentor. And to be honest with you, therapy may be a good step. Wow. Right. So I'm like, I'm being open now, like Layla, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I need to talk to someone that can kind of give me that, that third party angle to tell me, Hey, you're messing up in this area with your ego. Cause I'm not perfect. Right. And I'm not trying to be perfect. Right. And right. that's the challenge as a leader. Sometimes we, we think we have to be perfect. As a matter of fact, the more the team realizes that I'm not perfect, the more they love me. Interesting. The more I can make my mistakes and just be me. Like I'm me. But how do you lead somebody, right? If you're supposed to be that example, I'm an example in the skill set. I'm the example in the mindset. I'm not an example to be God. Mm. And a lot of people try to be the example of God in front of their team. They try to be perfect in front of their team. They don't make any mistakes in front of the team. And I always tell my team, I make a shit ton of mistakes. When it comes to skill set, when it comes to mindset, I can help you. When it comes to being perfect, that's God. Amazing. And so it's it's easier for me to like 
Not that I'm letting myself off the hook, yeah. but I'm letting them know that it's okay for me to make mistakes. Just like when you make mistakes, yeah. I don't judge you. Let me make my mistakes. As long as we grow and we understand each other. I love it. I love it. Ego is not your amigo. And in my mindset, right, the word E is the emergency break. Once you let it go, you get to go. I love that. <laughs> I'm going to steal that. <laughs> I love that. Let's go. Talk about recruiting, right? Oh. You're a master recruiter. You're somebody who's built teams in network marketing, who moved from New York City to Miami, which is not your backyard, right? This no. was a completely different atmosphere, culture, presence. Different industry. Right? Different industry. You started from ground zero. How do you come in here and expand and open up one of the successful solar companies? So in my mind, what really helped me when it comes to recruiting is having the right people around me. Right. Mm -hmm. So I always learned if you have that one right hand man with you or that one left hand man, it's so much easier to build a company, so much easier to build a team. And a lot of people try to be the guy. Oh. I don't want to be the guy. Wow. I don't want to be the magic, yeah. especially when you're building a team. If yeah. you are the magic, it's everything is dependent on you. Like I just did a YouTube video the other day about most business owners want so much control in their business. Yeah. I don't want control. Right. I want to actually let go. Yeah. Because the more I control things, the less there's growth. The more I let my team control things, the better it is. How are you not afraid to let go of the control, not knowing if you giving up control to a wrong person will destroy your entire company? Ethics, character, and integrity, and you manage. You don't just say, here, here's the keys, and you walk out. Yep. You're monitoring that control. You're monitoring that individual with their integrity, with the relationship that you have. And you see what they can progress in. Like, I just promoted a new operations manager, and I'm managing him and watching him on a, not on a micromanagement level, but on a consistency. Okay, what is he doing good? What is he doing bad? Where can I in invest my time to emotionally help him become a better leader? Because I don't want to be the operation manager. I want him right. to do it, right, right. as an example. Right. Of course. So I let go of a lot of things and I let people fuck up. Hmm. In business, it's okay to make mistakes. As long as they're not making a mistake where they're pressing a button to send a million dollars to someone else. Right. right, right. And there's certain protocols and systems you put in place to manage those, those, those people, as an example. So you have people, you have systems. Yes. So I'm not going to let... Let's say, example, one guy run all the finances. Because if he just wants to run away and press a button, I'm screwed. Exactly. So I have two, three people managing the finances. So they hold each other accountable. Yes. So think about three people trying to you know, collude to steal right. money. That's right. not going to happen. Right. 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 One person by himself, you might be sitting in the, in the backyard like, you know what, Michael has too much money. <laughs> Fuck, I'm taking it. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So just having those processes and trusting people and building those relationships and mentorship is key. Yeah, you said it's okay to make mistakes. I'm 100%. with you. I agree. You know, there's different types of learners. There's people that learn from their mistakes or they learn from other people's mistakes. Do you think it's okay to make the same mistake twice? No. That's the one thing that I do talk about, right? Yeah. Make the mistake, but just make sure you don't make the same mistake twice. Right. Because if you're making it twice, it's because you're not paying attention, you didn't listen, you didn't learn from that first time, and you're just making the same, same, same mistake. Right. It's like a lot of guys, they date their same wrong girls all the time. Yeah. They steal their money, they steal their car, and like, oh my God, I'm heartbroken again. I'm like, dude, you don't get the drift, you're meeting the same chick in the same place. Right. Just a different chick. Yeah. I say if you make a mistake more than once, same mistake, it's a decision. It's a choice. It's a choice. It's a choice. <laughs> you just wanted to do it and you don't want to change. Exactly. Why do you think that is? Why do you think people want to make the same mistakes? Because they don't like to be uncomfortable. They like comfort. They like ease. They like tranquility. They like peace. Wow. Remember, my life from 0 to 19, chaos. Yeah. Change. Like, I'm moving, changing schools all the time. There's no consistency. So it taught me a very valuable lesson. It's okay to go through change. You're not going to die. Wow. So my life is always constantly changing. And in business, it's always changing because the world is changing. The market is changing. Right. The suppliers are changing. Everything is changing on a weekly basis. Right. Like what we did last year is not working today. Right, exactly. You got to change. You got to exactly. maneuver. You got to keep shifting and adapting. And a lot of people are afraid to adapt because they think businesses do it once and you let go. Right. It's not like that. It's an, a business is an adapting machine. Chat GPT, for example, it's a right. new tool. Are people using it? Not everyone. Right. I'm using it. Right. You're using it yeah. probably. Yeah. Like you're utilizing it to get it closer to your dreams and your goals. It's a new thing that just came out of November. Exactly. Exactly. But people don't even know what's going on with AI. Right. right? They're not paying attention. And so then, and then they get wiped out of oh, the business. Oh, they get smacked out two, three years yeah. later. Oh my God. AI didn't put you out of business. The person using AI put you out of business. Love that. I love that. Great stuff, man. Um, if somebody is 18, 19, 20 years old, young, and they say, Michael, I don't have the influence. How do I go and build a team? I love it. How do I go out there and make people buy into what I do, buy into what I say? Because I have a lot of people that are young, right? And they get themselves promoted into leadership position where they get to start making passive income and they start to really tell people on how to do things, but then they're not being listened. They're Nobody not listening being heard. to them. Exactly. How do they gain that? I influence? love it. The question is, do you listen to yourself? Hmm. That's what you should ask yourself. Are you listening to yourself? Are you trusting yourself? Are you leading yourself? Right. Everyone wants to lead everyone else, but they forget the first person you need to lead is who? 
you yourself. So the yeah. first five years that I was talking about, what was I doing? Yeah. Leading myself, figuring myself. I'm not saying it needs to take you five years. Yeah. Right? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But while I was leading myself, I was still building a team and I built a team, lost a team, build a team, lost a team, five, 10 people back to zero, five, 10 people back to three. I'm like, what's going on? I was changing. I was learning. Ah, do this. Ah, don't do that. So I'm becoming a better leader. So when you become a better leader and a better person, you start to get influence over other people in a positive way. Right. A lot of people, they just want to get good at a skill set and they think the skill set is what's going to make people listen to you. John Maxwell talks about the five levels of leadership. Yes. Right. Yeah. One of the levels is, you know, the, the, the Position. positional, then yeah. permissional. Yeah. A lot of people stay at the production level. Right. Meaning they're just creating results. I'm making sales. You got to listen to me. Yeah. yeah it doesn't yeah. work. No. It may work for a little bit of time. Yeah. They get inspired by you for the first week. Like a new person might say, oh my God, you're so amazing. Yeah. Three weeks later, like, you know what? You're not changing my life. Yes. So yeah. you got to be at the fourth or fifth level where you're changing people's lives and investing into other right. people. That's the difficult part because it takes time to invest in other people. And a lot of new trainers or a lot of new leaders, they don't want to take the time to make that phone call, to spend that weekend with them, to go to the store, to go spend you know time with their family, to get to know them as an individual and help them get what they want. Love it. Help enough people get what they want, guess what happens? You get exactly yeah. what you want. Exactly. And that's the mindset of building a team and leading other people. Okay. Question for you. Same scenario. I am 19, 20 years old. I want to go into the business world. Do I focus on skill set or mindset first? I love it. Both. 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 You can't just, it's like saying, okay, today I'm going to have my heart work. Tomorrow I'm going to have my brain work. Tomorrow I'm going to have my esophagus work. Tomorrow, okay. Bro, it's all unison together. Okay. Working it together. Go work on your skill set. So study about the skill set. Let's say you're doing sales. How do I, what's the pitch? Right. Right. What's the objections? Right. How to handle objections? That's the skill set. Then I study the mindset. Reading right. a book about, you know, sales. Learning a book about how to communicate with people. That's the mindset part, right? right? So you're working on both skills, skill set and mindset at the same time. Because if you just focus on skill set, you may be okay. It may get you some results. But you may have a bad week or a bad month and your mindset is all fucked up. And guess what happens to your skill set? Down the drain. Because skill set and mindset work together. Have you met people that have great mindset? but they don't have any skill set. And then opposite, they question. have an amazing skill set, but they're always negative. They're always mopey. They always say, man, it's not going to happen for me. It's not going to happen to yeah. me. How does one combine the two? I love it. So it's, it's not easy to have the skill set and the mindset work together. Mindset takes years to figure out. Mindset is your personal development of yourself and your background, zero to 19 for myself, really fucked up my mindset. Mm. So I was, my whole life was figuring out my mindset. My mindset now, I'm bulletproof. Right. Because I've learned to master the mind, master myself, master my emotions to some degree, right? Which I'm still working on with my ego and my yeah. anger. But when it comes to the skill set, it's very easy. Put a couple of thousand hours into something, you become really good at it. Right. So skill set is very easy. Anybody can be a skilled worker. There's a lot of skilled assassins out there. But mindset is what gets you to the long-term higher levels of success. Right. So when you have a person that has a bad mindset and great skill set, they usually don't make it because their mindset affects their skill set. And you, if you have a guy that has high, uh, 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 a high mindset and no skill set, he's just a happy guy that's broke. Right, right. Have you seen the movie American Sniper? Yes. Good book. Uh, good, 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 good book, movie. but a good yeah. movie. But there was a scene where we know he's a, an amazing shooter, but his mindset was affecting him for pressing that trigger. So no matter how skillful you are, you will not execute if your mindset is all fucked up. 100%. You'd be a happy broke guy, I say, right? Yeah. yeah. Now, I'm, we're coming short on time. I know you have an event to attend, and I want to ask you one last question, okay? What do you want the world to know Michael Barayev as? I love it. I don't care about the millionaire status, billionaire status. I don't care about any of that. Like the, the, the chase of financial success is my own personal attainment for mm -hmm. my own, to prove to me. I don't care what anyone thinks, right? But what I really want people to know, when I die and I have my grave when people are putting me down in the hole i want to have thousands of people there hundreds of people there right saying you know it's not what michael did for me it's how he made me feel wow because nobody will remember what i did for them maybe what i right. said to them but they'll definitely remember how i made them feel to me that's very important it makes me think all the time like what kind of impact can i leave like abraham lincoln they're still talking about him yeah and i don't need people to talk about me in that kind of way because i don't care about that because that's more for the ego which i'm trying to suppress that ego right. part right right for me what's important is that i actually make an impact on other people and actually make someone's life better like i remember i was in california knocking on doors you know for a couple of days some kid drove three hours almost four hours to come say hello to me hugged me and said michael because of one of your videos which i don't remember which video was i did not commit suicide that night that's wow. now and i had multiple messages of that having that in a message a couple of times multiple right, times right. you changed my life you impacted me so yeah. amazing that's all great right 
But when someone drives four hours to hug you and say, I did not kill myself because of you or because of your video, that made me think. This was in 2019. I never forgot that thought. I was like, wow, imagine what I'm doing to other people and they don't even realize it. Priceless. Like they're not even telling me. I don't even know. Right. 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 And it's amazing because like yesterday was a kid's birthday. He's 15 years old. My mom's friend's uh, son. Since 11 years old, he's been following me. Like he wants to learn from me. I told him, read this book, read this book, read this book, right? And I called him yesterday. Hey, happy birthday. You're a champ. He's 15 years old. Wow. But he's going to never forget about how I made him feel. To me, that's really important because I made a lot of people feel a lot of bad feelings about right. me. I had my ego affect them in a negative way. I made them hate me, business, war, all that shit. But I don't want to be that guy. I really want to change people's lives in a positive way and make them feel different so they can go impact other people because when I die, I'm not going to live here, but my wow. spirit will be there. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Michael Barayev. Michael, thank you so much for I appreciate you guys. Thank you for having us come here. We appreciate you. Awesome. And if you want some free content, YouTube, Instagram, yeah. TikTok, it's Michael underscore Barayev. So Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L underscore B-A-R-A-Y-E-V. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Wow, that was great, my man. That was awesome. That was great. That was really <laughs> Thank you.